You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jarrett Ja Redding, and I am here with Mikey Keylock Kenny. How you doing, Mike? I'm I'm here. I'm He's here. here. He, oh, he always does it. He never sounds like he actually wants to be here. But I do. I promise. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I promise. Oh. We are short one member today. Uh, Jason Bond, also known as Emery, could not make it today. He's not feeling so hot. So feel better, Jason, and we will catch you on the next show. Actually, kind of on the, yeah, soon. We will catch you soon. <laughs> we'll trademark soon. Um, yeah, trademark soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he got fan hammered one too many times. Yeah, yeah. His body couldn't take it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Watchpoint Radio number 10. Uh, today is June 6th. This should be published on June 7th. And this is uh, two weeks after launch. How have you been enjoying Overwatch, Mike? Now I, that everybody has it. I'm level 50-something and I have like over 40 hours of gameplay. And I already had 100 hours of gameplay in the beta. I think I like this game. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. I think I like it. I saw someone like had a Stark icon already the other day. I played someone who already prestiged and was level ten, and I was like, "Dude, the hell!" <laughs> like, yeah. I I don't know where these people find the time to play so much, <laughs> or I'm getting old and I'm just losing a lot of time. I don't know. I know, like, I I have somebody that I play with on PS4, and he's already like level sixty six. Yeah, people are definitely playing a lot. I mean, well, even you're level fifty, but you've been playing primarily on PC, and that's it, right? Yeah, I've been I've put like maybe four to five hours in on the console version. I need to put more time into it though, mm. because but I've been all my friends play on PC, so that's where I've been playing predominantly as where my friends are. So. Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I, I'm kind of split on both. Um, actually, my time is almost split uh, down the middle on both. Okay. I'm level 25 on PC, and on console, I believe I'm like level 20. Actually, no, I'm level 25 on console as well. So it's like straight down the middle. I will hmm. tell you one thing about console. My one percentage is higher. Like, it's almost at 60%. Really? Which if you go, yeah, if you go to the battle.net forums, that's a big deal. <laughs> My one percentage is almost sixty percent because there's a lot of talk about um, Blizzard's matchmaking trying to keep you around fifty percent. Like once yeah. you get over, yeah, once you get over fifty percent, they start putting you in disadvantaged matches. Right, I feel and, that sometimes. Like I feel like we'll like completely dominate a team, and I'm like, why am I playing these guys? And then two seconds later, I'm like. I'm getting trounced. Like, I don't know, like, why I'm being paired against these people that are just, like, steamrolling over me. 
but I guess it just happened. I, I don't know what their algorithm is, but I guess it just happens sometimes. Yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to come up with some definitive proof because it does feel like that. I mean, I have played matches where we will roll teams, you know, for four or five matches in a row. Then all of a sudden come to a hard stop. All of a sudden, skirt is gone. And, like, you know, that, and it's, it doesn't happen. And I think the reason why my console one percentage is at 60% is because on PC, I usually don't play in a group of six. Like, I play with in a group of two or three, maybe even really? four. Yeah, but I rarely play in groups of six on, oh. on, on PC. And so it gives the MMR more opportunity to throw some, like, you know, really bad players in there. You know, and I, that's what seems to be happening. Because, like, you know, you'll be, you'll have, you'll have good teams for a while, and all of a sudden, you get, you get into those teams where people refuse to switch characters, and you have two Widowmakers. You know, and, right. and that, that, and that, that's what I'm seeing on PC. On console, I'm almost constantly playing the group of six, um, and so my, I think I'm, I'm getting more wins that way. See, I play with my, I play with my friends who are more casual shooter players most of the time. So even if I have a group of six, like it doesn't really matter because I know like, even though like they're trying their best, I know this isn't really their best game type. Even though like I see them improving every day, like I see vast improvements every day between them, but like, it's just sometimes they just, they just do like the things that, new people to shooters just do you know and it's like i just i'm just kind of okay with it um but and so my win percentage isn't as high obviously but i'm always always in like at least three man i almost always have at least a three-man team right so we're at least half the team half the time right and and then like lately i've been getting a lot more six mans going right well you usually start with two because you usually play with randall well, I'll have rant. Well, sometimes <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Okay. We're not going. We're gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna air my like family feud, dirty laundry shit. Uh. <laughs> it can get ragey between us sometimes. We're really bad at rage. We got really bad at raging in the league at each other, and there. And we have to sometimes just stop and be like, walk away, play our own game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better that way. Um, but you know, uh typically though, like there's I it's funny, I have so many different friends that I didn't expect to play this game that are playing this game. So I almost always have a group online ready to go at just about any time I want. And it's just it's just weird. It's just That's so good. weird. I think part of the problem that I have is some of my friends won't play with other of my friends. Because we have histories going back to like Unreal Tournament and Counter Strike, yeah. and I have friends that we used to play against, and they don't necessarily like those people, and so they, they they won't play with them for various reasons. I mean, I have groups that should not mix. I will say that, but like typically, like I can always be like, okay, there's six people for y'all, there's six people for us, and we go and do our own thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I will say that like um with the console group that I play with. Uh, obviously, they're all new to Overwatch in this type of game, and they're way more eager to listen mm-hmm. and not do their own thing, too. So there's even less conflict among us when we play, because even when people are getting frustrated, I'm like, okay, everybody calm down. These are the things that we need to win this match. You and know, that happens. You know what's funny? I have a bunch of healer heart friends, so everybody wants to fucking play. I'll have a team of four healers sometimes. Really? 
because that's like that. it's like they just want to <laughs> heal and no one wants to back down. And then it's like I have a lot of tank plays lately because everyone's trying to find the healer that fits them best, or right. everybody wants to play that, or they want to play. They're scared. Some of them are kind of scared to play the more offensive stuff. They're right. starting to break that though. They're starting to get more offensive, but they still play soul. Like they'll pick Soldier Seventy Six. Yeah, and they might just be a bit too timid. Like, and the enemy can see that that they're not playing up as much as they should. Right, and then they right. use that against them. But they're they're starting to learn how to break that. Yeah, see, I, I, maybe I need to start playing with your friends because a lot of times I, I end up having to be a healer or Bond ends up having to be the healer, and I, we really need to be DPS. Like, I, I, like, I swear to God, I literally have like two hours. On, I have three hours on Mercy only. Out wow. Of all the t- out of, because I just, they all want to play Mercy. But I have like not i have like four hours on farah five hours symmetra that's because no one really no everyone's scared to play symmetra on my team though because like they don't they don't trust themselves with the turret and the teleporter and stuff like that which is fine i can cover that but then i get to play roadhog i get to play zarya i get to play i i do have to play a lot more tanks though i will say that everyone's too scared to go up in the front lines so, like, uh, I do have to play more tanks. See, the thing with me, I'd rather take the responsibility. I'd t- rather take the responsibility of being in the front, mm-hmm. because I know I can do it, mm-hmm. or being the healers, because I, I know I can keep people alive. So I, I play healer a lot, right. because there's no way we're winning if everybody's dead. Right. <laughs> you know? At least if I pick a healer, like Lucio, or even Mercy, and I keep people alive, we have a better chance of winning, so I'll, I'll do so. But there's been a lot of cases where we're losing, and Bond will shoot me a message like, dude, we need, like, one of us needs to be DPS, or we need more DPS, and uh, either me or him are healing, and that's just the case. Like, me and him need to be in the front doing the damage, pushing people back while somebody covers up with us with the heals. But then if they don't know how to heal well, they're kind of, we're fucked anyway. Well, luckily, my friends, it took a while for them to learn how to heal. But like, like I said, I'm seeing them get better at it every day. Like there was a person who was really scared about the mobility of Mercy. Like she wasn't doing it like to the fullest potential. But now it's like she's zipping around the field, saving her butt left and right. And she's she's learned when to let tanks die. Like when a stupid tank does something stupid, right. don't drive in there with them. Abort mission, get out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. I, I see lots of improvement in the new players, and it's good to see. And it's not just my friends. I see it in the pubs that I r- sometimes get. Like, I sometimes don't have a full team. And I'm starting to see better healing. But, you know, I the tanks are what's I'm seeing the most work that needs to be put in by people. Like, I don't see that play of knowing when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive. And that's a dance you kind of have to learn how to play. Right. Actually, that should bring that, and I'm not going to go into it now, but there's, we're going to talk about D.Va in a little bit. And I see people playing D.Va wrong all the time. And I, I'm, I'm going to look forward to getting into that. Yep. Well, let's actually get, get into what we, we, we were planned on talking about, because that was all off the hip right there, folks. You know, we're bad. professionals. No, it's, that shit, it, I had a good time. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I'm glad I, I brought you a good time, Jared. That, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Next uh, but let's get into our mentions. The first mention uh, is a website that um, I guess I don't know when exactly it popped up. It had to be recently. I didn't hear anybody talking about this until like last week. It's MasterOverwatch.com, which um, has info on heroes and esports and different skins and stuff like that. But the primary 
focus of the site is stats and more advanced stats than you get on the Play Overwatch mm-hmm. website. Uh, Master Overwatch gives you lots of stuff. It also has its own leaderboards, um, by the way. So, I mean, you'll get uh, individual hero performance, your, your kill-death ratio, uh, how often you're winning. Um, you'll also get, like, a rank. And I don't know what your point necessarily what, what, what comprises your points, what the point system is, but you'll get, uh, like, a global rank with characters. I also don't know what the criteria is to get ranked because I think um, my problem is that I've been split between the two cons between the two platforms. I only have one ranked character and that's Zarya on PC. Let me double check to see if I have a ranked character on console. I don't think so. No, no ranked con- character on console. Um, but do you play like a lot of different variation of characters on console? Like you're switching constantly? Yes, I am. See, that will do it because you have to play like a hero so many times for it to classify you in ranked. It's like once you hit a certain amount of plays, it then takes all that data and then encompasses it and compares it to the rest. Right. Yeah, I I have to look and find out. I I need to dig deeper into this website and find out what actually makes your score. Because, for example, uh, Zarya is my only ranked character, right? Right. Um, My rank is uh, 3,686 by total score. Rank score by minute is 91 on PC. That's I would say that's pretty high. But I'm, I guess it's the I guess it's my score based off of my minutes played. Right. I'm rank number 827 on Symmetra. Or oh, that's just updated 725 on Symmetra nice. right now with a 701 percent or not 70.1 percentile, whatever they. I think that's win what's win ratio, I guess. Yeah. And then I've got Farah. I'm like shoot, I'm like nine thousand on Farah, but I think that's because a lot of people play Farah. Uh I'm like two thousand five hundred and fifty five on Zarya, nine thousand eight hundred and sixty nine on Roadhog, and six thousand six hundred and twenty one on May. And I think that's all my ranked characters. Mm. Pretty sure. Oh no, I'm like twenty no, yeah, I'm like awful apparently at uh, yeah, it's actually you can mercy. Oh, you, yeah. The uh, with the site, I mean, like, like I said, it gives you tons of stats, and uh-huh. you can even compare yourself to other people. Like right now, I'm comparing. You can compare yourself to a pro. Yeah, uh, Dracius. I I really don't know who that is, but I'm comparing myself to him right now. Uh, he has two. His his eliminations are two higher than mine. Like his average eliminations are fifteen. Versus fifteen point two eight versus mine at thirteen point nine. Oh, nice. Mine's only twelve point eight nine. What eliminations? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, my uh, my deaths are lower by two. Like I'm five point six two. His is seven point six. Darn it! I'm like five point nine four. Really? <laughs> uh, he has more final blows, and this I think a lot of this has to do with what character he picks because I, I I didn't get there yet, but this is overall stats. He right. also has higher damage done by 2,000 damage on average. I have higher objective kills by one. I have higher objective time. Like I said, that has a lot to do with characters. My score is generally higher. Mm-hmm. My, my, <laughs> it says my score is 343% higher than his. I get, who's the pro now? No, I'm joking. <laughs> He's also played less games, by the way. I'm looking at this now, too. He's well, played less games. okay, then. Maybe yeah. that'll... Shh, but we're not going to talk about that. Actually, forget I said it. Forget. <laughs> You're going to edit that out now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm editing. Yeah, like, that never happened. 
Um, yeah, I played 18 hours just on PC. That's 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 just PC. Um, and he has yeah, and I have a higher kill death ratio, more eliminations, obviously more final blows, more damage done. Yeah, that whole section is gonna be more. Be- that's just based strictly on time. Um, best in one game though, I got th- oh his highest eliminations were 30, mine were 34. He has more damage than me by 3,000, but I have more damage blocks, so I guess he's never played like Reinhardt, or he, maybe he doesn't play tanks. He probably doesn't play tanks because my healing is also higher. That's probably that's all Roadhog. <laughs> um, it says my accuracy is 100%. That's false. I won't tell you that much. I mean, I, I do like to toot my own horn here, but uh, you know, I, I gotta be honest. I can't. I can't lie to the people. Right. I got a lot of people. Now I think my my overall stats for PSN are better. Like my overall, like I, I have a lower score overall. Like I think I was on on PC, my total score rank is like eighty seven thousand, and score per minute is like twenty three thousand. But you go over to console, it's like nineteen thousand. And I think maybe I'm even competing against myself here, but it's nineteen thousand or almost twenty thousand for total score, and score per minute is three hundred and ten. That ain't bad. As you can see, there's lots of stuff on this website, folks. Yeah, shout-outs to this website. Definitely go check it out. Like, yeah, they, definitely. They did some good work. They, yeah, they really did some good work, and I think uh, checking out the stats will help you see where you're weak, where you can grow, and you can get better. Like, you know, if you see... You'll see who your best characters are. Maybe you can focus on what's going on with those characters and like, why you're really good at them and also why you're bad at others. Yeah. Because Overwatch is a game about switching characters. So if you're bad at a character, I don't think you should just not pick them. I think you should try to actually get better with that character. I because don't want to practice Zenyatta. So you're going to need it. <laughs> I think sometimes you will need that. You know, Eventually, Zenyatta will be worth playing again. <laughs> I know. But I'm also, I'm just, and I don't want to practice Widowmaker or Hanzo, but I forced myself to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like uh, you have to do it, but I think it's a good idea to do so. I know. I just hate playing snipers. I just yeah. hate it. Well, as long as you have some type of proficiency, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I can know. shoot a dragon. That's no problem. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we <laughs> just need you to shoot a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would definitely check out Master Overwatch. Great website. Uh, another thing that came up in the last two weeks, actually launch day, uh, you can now purchase loot crates. You can buy two for $2, five for $5, 11 for $10, 24 for $20, or 50 for $40. Gotta be honest with you here, folks. Um, not really what I wanted. <laughs> you mean you didn't want to buy random chances to get things that you could get? No. What, what I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to be able to buy currency because there's certain skins that I want. You know, there's certain skins that I want. Now, uh, we are going to talk, actually, uh, probably like another minute or two, we're going to talk about drop rates. Um, The only, I am considering buying the $40 pack, and this is why. I want to see, like, I want to be able to do our own stats. Like, I want to see, like, stats on the drop rate. I want to see, because we're going to talk about drop rate in a minute or two, but I want to see how close my numbers come to this guy's numbers when it comes to drop rate. 
Right. If I drop forty bucks, it's not a big deal for me. I can I can do that. Um, I and I'll I still eat lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I I'll I'll go ahead and confess. I already spent ten dollars. Oh no! See, <laughs> I'm different. I'm different because I'm doing it for the people. You're selfish. You are I, selfish, Mike. Hey, I got two legendaries out of that ten dollars. Oh yeah. I got Shame. two. I got two Shame. mercy. I got two mercy legendaries out of that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I got my skins. So that's all that matters. Yeah. I don't know. It shame. Was, I'll shame. take the shame. Whatever. I don't, whatever. <laughs> that was, those were skins I did have to get a thousand gold to get, and I will take that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get you. Well, like I said, I'm thinking about buying the 50 pack because I just yes. want to do the stats. I, I want to do, I want to see like how many, like what am I going to get out of these? It's a lot of money to drop at one time on loot boxes. That's my only problem with it. I don't well, know. It, it is 40 bucks. It's the cost of the game. Yeah, you're buying the game over. Yes. Technically speaking, yes. You know? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so I'm thinking about it. I mean, you bought the game already on PC and console. with buying it again. <laughs> Might as well. So, But yeah, that, those are available if you want to take your chances. Uh, I guess the then, important question is, do you buy the loot boxes for the PC version, or do you buy the loot boxes for the console version? I would buy it for the console version, simply because you can open them, not console version, on the PC version, because you can open them faster on PC. Oh, okay. On console, you have to hold down X, and it runs at like 30 frames per second that's, when you do that's so. That's true, it does. That shit's <laughs> annoying. That shit's annoying. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it, the, the game itself runs at 60 frames, but when you go to open loot boxes, and when you're in that menu, it runs at 30 frames, which is weird. Yeah. What? Yes, I know. I know. I don't want the to loot boxes drops the frame rate more than the game. I don't know. I don't understand it myself, but that's the way it is. Uh, but let's go, move on to the next item. Seven million players worldwide are playing Overwatch. Uh, that is quite the number. Obviously, you're going to hear a lot of talk about the numbers uh, comparing this to like World of Warcraft. Keep in mind, this is across all platforms when WoW was PC only. But still, mm-hmm. seven million players, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, of people. That's a success. That's like, a success. That's successful. They they this... are go for Overwatch two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> DLC inbound Overwatch two probably or I'm yeah. sorry expansions. Yeah, we have to call them expansions when they come from Blizzard. Yeah, expansions inbound and uh, probably a sequel. Easy. Oh yeah, definitely. maybe a movie. Well, they, you know it takes them forever <laughs> to make sequels. So yeah. Overwatch two. 2025 like you know (laughs) we'll be like old as we'll be old as fuck like running like in our like wheelchairs or whatever and like nursing (laughs) homes are probably by the time this overwatch 2 would hit right right well yeah seven million players that that ain't bad i mean that's a lot of people and i think more and more people can buy because there's a lot of people who are actually looking for overwatch and the shit's sold out I mean, if you try to get Overwatch on Amazon, I'm not sure if they cleared it up by now or not, mm-hmm. but for a while, if you try to get Overwatch on Amazon, they were backordered. The only reason I got my PS4 Overwatch was because I got the Collector's Edition because nobody was really buying it. It's probably the same reason I'm going to get my Mirror's Edge on oh, time. i just been buying digital. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people want, want to get the hard copy, but I, I've talked to some GameStop yeah. employees that I know, and they're like, dude, like it's they're, they're out constantly. They can't keep it in stock. I people want to play Overwatch. So I'm like, good, good, GG Blizzard, <laughs> you know, show yeah. them how it's done. Show them how yeah. it's done. Yeah, make more, make Activision more money. I am curious to see how this is going to affect Call of Duty. 
Well, I mean, Call of Duty's already suffering because of Battlefield 1. <laughs> supposedly. Supposedly. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, people hate it on the video, but they're probably still going to buy Call of well, Duty. Lots of people who are hating on Call of Duty are Call of Duty fanboys who want to keep the modern warfare, um, uh, I guess, uh, aesthetic. I do know people who will not, who only play Call of Duty because they don't like space games or unrealistic games, quote unquote. They don't like unrealistic games. I like that. They like that military feel. It makes them feel good. You know, they wouldn't say that, but that's the real reason that makes them feel good. Um, I'll be honest with you. Infinite Warfare. I am interested in it because of the space theme and the fact that we're probably gonna get better movement. That's what I'm looking forward to. I've. I really didn't care. I was like, oh, Call of Duty 4 remastered? Sure. <laughs> I'll play Call of Duty 4 again. Nah, <laughs> I, I don't give two shits about Call of Duty 4. Really? I, I really... The thing that started all of this shit? That's when. That's when, <laughs> That's what started the downfall of Call of Duty. When I, You know when I stopped playing Call of Duty 4? 3 was the worst. What are you talking about? 3 was a horrible Call of Duty. Three, oh, 3 was a terrible Call of Duty, but that was Treyarch. That wasn't Infinity Ward. Until that point, oh. Infinity Ward was making amazing Call of Duties. Because there's only two. Yes. <laughs> but, well, no, there was the others. There were the, there were the others that they came on console. So Okay, but Medal of Honor Frontlines was probably, I, th- I feel, was better on console than Call of Duty console, but whatever. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, not Rising Sun, but... Right, yeah. You know. I don't know what you mean. But, uh, the, yeah, the Call of Duty 4, what, the, I stopped playing Call of Duty 4 the day I killed a sniper with a P90 across the map. I did that, and I stopped playing. I never played after that. The P90. Yeah. It's a, it's a submachine gun. Yeah. I killed a sniper with it across yeah. the map. Fuck, yeah. I'm done. Like, that's when I stopped yeah. playing. And basically, at that point, that's when they started the skill compression thing, where they brought down the skill ceiling, the learning curve was almost non-existent, and they keep putting uh, these mechanics into the games where you can get kills without actually needing to have the skill of playing a first person right. shooter. And, and I won't that- lie, this is this is about the time frame I started falling out of shooters. Like around Call of around the end of Halo three and around the end of and the next Call of Duty game came out and I was like, well if this is what we're gonna get, I'm I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I really it, it started they started taking the skill out of out of the shooters because they wanted people to get kills who don't know how to play shooters. And then give people who are already wrecking even more bonuses to wreck even harder. Exactly, and that's not you know that's that's when I was pretty much done with Call of Duty at that point. So I don't really don't care about my I really don't care about um uh, Modern Warfare remade. Right. The only reason I'm interested in Infinite Warfare is because this gives us more of an opportunity for them to you know make the movement better and stuff like that. So we'll right. see. I'm not saying it's going to be the return. I'm not saying right. it's going to be an amazing game. All I'm saying is that. You got my attention. <laughs> That's all I'm really saying. The only thing is, like, Battlefield 1, we saw a CG trailer, and it's like, okay, this doesn't show me shit. Like, yeah. I need to see gameplay. Um, but, I mean, I'm always... I am always holding out they'll do another Bad Company at some point. Yes, Bad Company was amazing. Like, uh, I even pray for another player, Bad like Company. That, the single player was awesome. Yeah. And the multiplayer was awesome. So, we'll right. see. Uh, moving on, uh, those loot drops that I was talking about that I said we're going to talk about in a minute, and it's definitely been more than a minute. Sorry. Uh, but somebody <laughs> took a sample rate of a 1,000 boxes, loot boxes, var- through various videos, okay? Right. Um, 
and then he took the account of how many items came out and what t- uh, um, type of item it was, whether it was common, rare, epic, or legendary. So, out of these thousand loot boxes, two twenty four hundred twelve were common. Uh, one thousand three hundred and three were rare. Two hundred ninety seven were epic, and only one hundred uh were legendary. Okay. Wow. So the drop rate for commons, you know, if you do the math, is ninety seven percent. The rare, uh, in this, I believe this is per box. You know, um, the rare uh drop rate is seventy eight point two two percent. The epic is twenty five percent, and the legendary is nine point three eight percent. So it's less than ten percent. So was was like once every ten levels, you might be looking at a legendary if this is true. Mm, wow, that's. I mean, that sounds. That's not terrible. That's no, not terrible. That's that's about like what I would experience with like an orange drop. It's like one out of every ten, like. Right. One out of every ten levels, yeah. That's not bad. Like, that's like just enough to keep you like have the taste of getting one, and then you want another one, and then like by the time you're getting agitated, then you get another one. Right. Well, that's why I'm I'm looking forward. Well, I'm not looking forward, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do the fifty loot boxes and see if I get the same numbers. Because he did a thousand here, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not obviously not gonna do that. But I could go through fifty and see what I get. Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower. It'd be interesting, but yeah. So that's what you should expect when it comes to drop rate uh, for the loot for the for the loot boxes. Uh, two things that just came up: one, there's a possible crossplay coming between PS4 and Xbox One. At this point, there's no confirmation that they are definitely doing it, but Blizzard is open to it, and it, you know, depending on uh, the stip- you know what goes into it, they might go ahead and do it. We already know that Microsoft is open to it. So we'll see. Also, and this is something that uh, I have not seen reported by anybody, but I've experienced it myself, and I have seen several posts on the Blizzard forums about this. There's a possible bug with Whole Hog. I've had this happen to me on both PC and console at this point, where when you use Whole Hog, because Whole Hog has a lot of recoil. Mm-hmm. So you already know that you need to hold your mouse or your, your controller in place. I've had it where you know, I'm holding it in place and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, it shoots to the sky. Like, it shoots up. And several people are confor- confirming that this is an issue. That they're seeing whole hog where they'll just be, you know, they'll be holding on to it, they'll be controlling the recoil, all of a sudden, bam, straight up in the air. So if you see this, if you do see this, please make sure to report it so we can have something done about it. You know what I've been seeing lately, though? Like, it happened to me yesterday. Like, May, May's ult, like, I'll fire May's ult off, but it just doesn't, nothing's on the ground, nothing happens. I've had May's ult go off around me, and I don't get rezzed. So that's also probably a bug. Yeah. A big bug. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next on the docket is Overwatch cheating. We talked about it while beta was going on, that there were, there were mm-hmm. people cheating. And uh, it's so easy to catch people cheating because of the kill cam in, the, in, in this game. Uh, but uh, Blizzard threw the ban hammer down on 1,572 people. Good. Let it happen. Let, the, let that hammer fall. Not only did they do that, they also released the names of the people they banned. They released the names of the hackers. Do it. Why not? Yeah. 
you you want to you want to hack and you want to try and ruin someone's time i have no problem with them ruining your day yeah well you're trying to ruin someone else's day now here's the best part is that even though people people have been buying new copies Mm -hmm. turns out they're getting re-banned i was i went to that forum and looked and i was looking at a thread and this guy had rebought the game four times and every time the day the next day he bought it on different accounts, I might add, he got banned. Even How, one so- time, even one time he bought it. Uh, but he, he got on a VPN, purchased the game on a new account. Blizzard still called. How? I don't. They probably have something installed on his PC. They probably have a marker on you his think? PC. Probably. So you think? He, what do you do? You think he'd have to get a whole new PC? Well, unless he finds the marker. You know. Well, he could probably play on console still. You could probably play on console. Just don't pair it with his Battle.net account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Banhammer came down. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I was happy about this. But at the same time, I don't think this is going to be too common. I don't think we're going to see Blizzard taking action so swiftly. And the reason I'm saying that is from, from what I've read about the hack, uh, it was very easy to identify. And that's probably why Blizzard moved so swiftly. It was very easy to identify, and that's right. how um, you know they right. got you people. Well, you don't want to ban, you don't want to ban good people, and right. like so, like if it, if if it's a hard identifiable hack, it's really hard to tell. Like, wait, was this just a bug, or was this like someone hacking? Like, we don't want to ban someone permanently, like we did that guy, where we block every single chance he tries to play Overwatch. You know, yeah, because of a mistake. Because God, that'll be like shit. They'll throw back in their face so hard. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I understand being careful. But Blizzard is notoriously slow. Uh, both them and Valve notoriously slow with uh, throwing down bans. And this is why I'm a huge advocate of communities managing themselves. Because when it came to Unreal Tournament or when it came to uh, competitive Counter Strike. I mean, bands weren't thrown around lightly, but it was done swiftly because you had people dedicated just to that. And there was no repercussions back to the company, you know, and I don't remember really a mistake being made when it came to that. Like, especially with Unreal Tournament, people, we made the, the Unreal Tournament community made their own anti-cheat mm-hmm. and it worked out really well, you know, and you had, com- right. you know, community ban lists. So if somebody wanted, they could go play on a regular server, but if you went to a community server... Ah, get out of here. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of that. But Blizzard did do good this time. They banned those people. And it looks like they're not coming back for now. (laughs) You sound so excited. Sorry, like clapping. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, if you try to cheat, you get what you deserve. That is true. That is true. Uh, So, uh, coming down the pike soon. uh, There's going to be an update soon. There's going to be a patch. And we're going to see at least two things. One, McCree is getting some type of nerf. Two, Diva is getting some type of buff. Good. Nothing has been detailed yet. McCree's nerf, a lot of people want a damage nerf. I think I, that's a bad idea. Go for it. I mean, go ahead, Mike. Cause... I don't disagree with you. Um, no, we'll go ahead and say your statement. I kind of cut you off. Well, no, I, I, th- I think uh, uh, I, McCree definitely needs tuning, 100%. But he, a damage nerf is not what he needs because he needs to be able to tank bust. What mm-hmm. they need to do is affect his accuracy. 
He should not be able to shoot accurately across a map. I don't necessarily think he should be able to pluck a Farrah out of the out of the sky when she's high, um, or when he's fan hammer. It's like uh, the problem with the accurate. I don't have a problem when your single shot accuracy is fine. Like, that's fine. It's the fucking fan hammer accuracy that really pisses me off. Like fan hammering a Farrah in the sky and getting her like down. That's just like oh yeah, no. that's ridiculous. Fan hammer definitely needs to have the the uh accuracy decrease but I mean, even the single shot like i don't necessarily think mccree should be able to shoot a six shooter across a map and hit somebody because of how much damage it does it's not a sniper rifle a damage it does There's a, a shit ton of damage. damage uh tracer will die in one hit and a sneeze <laughs> you know what i'm saying like with, with mccree's weapon but mm-hmm. yeah the fan hammer definitely needs to have its accuracy um uh, decreased because what I'll do on tanks it'll still be accurate. I mean it'll still hit tanks because tanks have big bodies. But on right. a smaller character like a Zenyatta or a Tracer or a Widowmaker, uh, it you know it'll miss more often. And then on on smaller people like that, two shots is all you need to kill them. Right. You know, so the beyond the fan hammer is probably already missing them partially, but all you need is two shots. And also, fan hammer hits should not count as headshots. I th- I thought that's how I feel about Reaper with his long distance shotgun hits. But. Yes, that that is the case. Those should not count as headshots. But yeah, McCree he needs a nerf. He needs tuning. The tuning he needs is his accuracy needs to be reduced, and the area of effect on his grenade needs to be reduced. I think his area, his grenade needs to be single target, but that's just me. That like, I would also agree with that. I would I, like, even you can increase the target. duration. I don't care. Like single target though. Like also like just I saw someone throw the grenade over Reinhardt's shield and it stunned him. Like right up it. Like and I'm like really? Eh, 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 really? Like I would believe you if you like ran past his shield and threw it on the ground, touching his feet or something but like up in the air like up above his shield like just barely and that still stunned him like come on yeah that's too much absolutely 100 percent. i mean that's that's the thing that's why it needs to be tuned i'm sorry that's, yeah. that's, that's why it needs to be tuned so and maybe like just reduce the cooldown more on fam hammer or something i mean they just they recently just did that but i it might still just be a little too fast i don't know yeah uh now diva's gonna be getting a buff what would you want to see in a buff for Diva? Um, see, I don't. Maybe a duration increase on the uh, either a either a range increase or a duration increase on her uh, shield. Oh yeah, that 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 would make sense. Like, because I feel like it doesn't either catch what it needs to most of the time, even if you're staring straight at it. Or it just doesn't last long enough to be an effective tank tool. It lasts long enough to counter Farrah's ult. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... I don't know. Like, it It, still just doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel as good as, like, a Winston shield or a, you know, Reinhardt shield. Well, it's not going to feel as good as Reinhardt shield. There's nothing that's going to feel that good. Yeah. It doesn't feel, like, as good as Roadhog can take damage. It doesn't, like, and heal it back up. Right, it, yeah. It just doesn't feel... The only time it feels useful is when you are blocking a Pharah ult. Like, literally, that's it. 
Yeah, I don't know how many times like Farrah started her alt. I'll fly into Farrah with that ability going, right? And like knock her out of the sky. Like the best I've done it. with it is like subdue Widowmaker long enough for me to get close to her. Like that's the only other time I really like. Or I'm or I'm stopping Junkrat from spamming grenades in our hole for a little bit. Right. You know, it's just it it just doesn't feel quite good unless like it's a Farrah ult or it's a you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have noticed that I've been playing D.Va less, and my win percentage of D.Va is actually only 25% at this point. The only time I play D.Va is when I see a Widowmaker. Because D.Va is my personal answer to Widowmaker, because I just go and ruin her day. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to, like, I'm going to make you stop playing Widowmaker, because I'm just going to be on your ass 24-7, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Yeah, no, I gotcha. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I used to, you know why I play D.Va a lot? I used to play Div a lot on Dorado, and she was great at stopping the point. Like I would just get on, and this, this is what I want to talk about earlier with Diva. People were complaining, are complaining. They wanted Diva's um, damage to be buffed. They want her to be more viable as a killing machine. I don't think Diva needs that. Diva is great at moving points and sitting on points. I I could sit on the point at Diva, not just sit there, but I mean actively move around. But on the um, Dorado, I can sit on the point and make it not move by moving around the point and uh, you know absorbing the hits or uh, negating the damage, knocking people off of the point, using my endless ammo to make them move back. Diva, like when you need to move a point forward and there's a Reinhardt block in it. You're going to win that fight between you and Reinhardt. If you split up a D.Va to a Reinhardt, Reinhardt will move. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is he's going to have his shield up, so I just sit there and I unload on his shield. Is eventually going to crack. So he's either going to move away before the shield cracks, or he's mm-hmm. going to move forward and try to hit me, and that's when I'll just fly away, come back, do it again. Either way, I'm pulling him away from the point. Right. And right. She's a great little pest yeah. of a tank. She is. Like she she's a really good pest of a tank, I will say that. Right. And that that's but I've been I don't know, but I've been playing more Zarya lately to be a big nuisance to Reinhardt. Because I've been I've been throwing I'll I'll throw my grenades at him and he'll try to run up to me and I'll just bury her up and I'll just back up after I get damage and then just run around and wreck his team because of all the damage he just gave me. Um, See, but I, you're, but, I find Zarya uh-huh. too soft to go up against a Reinhardt, to be honest with you. It's uh, like when Reinhardt hits you, it's yeah. almost like he takes like 150 health every hit. Like he does, he, and his range is a little too long. I don't know what it is with his range and his speed of motion, but I feel like when I'm backing away and he's running forward... He just outruns me. Yeah, and and I don't, that's, that's I don't know why. Much. He shouldn't be able to do that. Not somebody his size. But, but go ahead, you were saying something. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, a diva, diva's in an interesting place. Um, like I like her a lot, and she's great to get people off the point. She's great at being a nuisance. She helps me deal with Widowmaker, which is always a pain in my ass. I just, I, I, I don't know what they can give her. That would make her not just be that way anyway, because that's just how her kit is. Right. Like I don't know, like what the big complaint is about Diva. Is it like her damage? Are people bitching about damage output? Because a lot of people are. Because it's just she's not a damage tank. Like she's not meant to be that. I mean, 
And her ult isn't now. Her ult has been. Everyone knows how to deal with her ult now. So now you have to combo her ult with something like a Zarya or a Mei or you know a Reinhardt knockdown or something like that. If you really want to get the kills with it, um, she's just a battle manipulate. Uh, I would say a field manipulation tank because she just makes things harder in the area she's in. She does. You know? Yeah. And I, I, so she definitely can deny uh, moving a, a payload, but other than that, I really don't have to move that much. And since I've gotten more, uh, more comfortable with Roadhog specifically, I definitely yes. find, I find her less useful. Right. Well, the only time I use Diva is I need if I need like survivability in a clusterfuck, like. The point's about to reach the end or whatever, and I just need to be able to hold it just a little bit longer to get everybody back up or something like that. And, you know, just being able to, when you die, you get a second chance with with uh, with her being out of her mech. Yeah, she, and that gun can do some damage. I don't... That, it does. If you know how to use that gun, like, you can wreck some face. She essentially has, you know, 600 health, essentially. So, I mean, I... I I'm not. I do agree that maybe they should increase. You know that I forget the name of the actual move, but the shield that she has. Um, but I don't necessarily think they. they I don't think they need to up her damage or anything like that. Because when you get on top of somebody with Diva, they're going to die. They're gonna die. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but let's go ahead and, and move on um, to somebody else who needs to be nerfed. Now, I st- I actually started a thread in the forums about Hanzo's arrow hitboxes. Now, I've heard people complain about Hanzo's arrows before, and I kind of just shrugged it off. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And Because most of the time when I die to Hanzo, it's scattershot. But then somebody posted a video on Reddit that showed a Widowmaker 100% behind cover. They shot to the right of the Widowmaker through the doorway, headshot. I mean, the Widowmaker was 100% behind cover, did not move, so this is not a latency thing. He was doing this to prove a point. And bam! 100% headshot. That's that's too... The hitboxes are too large. Did you watch the video, Mike? Yeah, I watched it. It was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. So I, I, I started a thread to talk about it, and I thought... <laughs> I gotta be honest. I thought people were gonna be more reasonable, even though there were a lot of people. I'm sorry. I think most people did agree with me, so I don't want to say they didn't. I do right. I mean, you had your Hanzo butthurt fans out there, but... Oh, yeah. There's one guy who's being completely unreasonable here uh you know saying well they need to do that to to compensate for it not being hit scan no you don't you you actually do not uh need to do that you you don't need to compensate that much i mean i understand okay oh fine you made the you made the hitboxes a bit bigger because you know you you want people you want it to be a little bit easier for people to hit, you don't want people not playing Hanzo. You don't want to make him a hard hero to play, and you know because that would, uh, you know, that would, uh, you know, make him less viable. You know, you want people to play mm-hmm. every hero. You don't want somebody to be, right. like, you know, you don't want to give people more reason to just go with Widowmaker over Hanzo every time. Yes, exactly. Um, so I get that, you know, uh, but at the same time, for somebody to be completely hidden behind the wall. Mm-hmm. And still get hit. That is that is unfair. And this guy on the forums, and I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to bring him any extra hate. He probably already has problems. But I don't. I he just wasn't getting it. He's like, he, and he actually thinks I'm the one with the problem. 
I, I'm not the one problem. I have a podcast, sir. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I don't know if having a podcast uh, just... is a is a clarification of having problems or not. But okay, no, no, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm just fucking. But I'm, I'm just messing around. But at the same time, he was like, "No, it's it's needed." And I think we're all talking from the people who are disagree with. We're talking from different perspectives because they well, we may see Hanzo differently because they're like, without the the, the large hitboxes, Hanzo's useless. Like, no, he's not. I mean, you can. All I'm asking, I'm not asking for him to be weaker. He's not gonna be weaker. All I'm asking is that in order to to take damage from Hanzo, he actually has to hit you. Does that not sound like a reasonable request? Sounds. I mean, it sounds reasonable to me, but I mean, I don't know. I just because he doesn't have just, a hit scan they, weapon. But then, how do you? But then, what do you give him in return? You, no, you don't. You don't give him anything. Like, you don't have to give but him then, something for then, those. But then the question is, then why do you play? Then why do you play Hanzo? I'm glad you yeah. asked, Mikey. You can play Hanzo for several reasons. Hanzo is better at mid-range sniping. There are several okay. maps where you would need to snipe in tight corridors. And Hanzo's going to be better than Widowmaker at that. Okay, Hanzo has scattershot. It does more damage. Hanzo has... Uh, he More frequently, he can show where enemy locations are. And he also has better mobility. More frequently, he can definitely... Every 12 seconds, he can shoot that goddamn bow off. I mean that arrow, the the sonic shot. Yeah, but like you can literally with Widowmaker, like you can her ult is up a lot. Like the charge time if on her ult. She's ultimate. hitting people. If your Widowmaker isn't hitting people, you have a problem. Well a lot of people <laughs> have problems. You can still be a utility Hanzo by shoot even if you suck at Hanzo, you can still be shooting the, the Sonic shot to show where enemies are at critical junctions. Or you can miss and not show anybody. <laughs> Well, then you're just a bad Hanzo. I'm saying the utility See, so is So the bad. same applies to Widowmaker as it does the Hanzo. If you're a bad Hanzo, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Well, no, well, sometimes you're not a bad Widowmaker. Sometimes the, the, the people that you're playing against, one, are just good at movement. Two, the map is not really allowing for it. Like, think about the beginning of uh, King's Row. First of all, the yeah. top part is specifically made for Widowmaker, okay? Mm-hmm. But visibility isn't actually that great. The, the defending Widowmakers or defending snipers actually have a much uh, better um, better positioning on you. You know? So King's Row, like, yes, you can snipe as Widowmaker, but the, 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 the entire opening portion of King's Row, your visibility isn't that great. Unless you put yourself in the wide open, which I would not recommend. But you know who can do that? Hanzo. Hanzo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hanzo can do that. The, and not to mention, Hanzo's ult is great at clearing points. It's great mm-hmm. at killing, if you, especially if you pair it with like uh, the, grab, the you know, Zarya's ult or May's yeah. ult, uh, yeah. keep, keeping people in place. Hanzo has tons of utility. You'd, I mean, I, if I need to snipe from long distance, I'm picking Widowmaker. If I need to move around and snipe like, you know, mid-range or a little bit past mid-range or a little bit Closer than mid range, I'm picking Hanzo. Hanzo has. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just saying, like, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you the minute you you put a nerf on Hanzo, you're going to see even more Widowmaker. Well. Well, yeah, probably just for the simple fact that, well, it's the mentality, but the mentality behind it is wrong. 
and it's unfair. It's, uh, the mentality behind it is wrong, and it makes it him unfair. It is not fair for you to be in complete cover and for somebody to shoot an arrow. Let's, some, so let's say somebody just shoots an arrow um, at random because they think you might come out, but you're not no, coming that's, out. You're that's, not every, that's like every hero in this game. You see bullets and grenades and arrows and shit flying everywhere just because like, you think... You know how many times people have died from May's alt fire because she's just firing at where she thinks people are coming from and they get headshotted? Right, but that actually either makes contact... Or comes close to making contact. That's true. Maze, maze, you actually have to hit. Yes, thank so. you. But this, this, like what we saw, Widowmaker, a small character like Widowmaker, getting headshot without being visible at all. That's not fair. There's no excuse for that at all. There's no excuse. And I'm sorry. The, just because a gun is not hit scan doesn't mean the projectile needs the, the hitbox needs to be bigger. I mean, right. games like Unreal Tournament had hit-scan weapons and non-hit-scan weapons, and the non-hit-scan weapons were still viable, even if they weren't um, AOE, like Rocket Launcher, you know? Right. They were still viable because, you know, because it relied on player skill. Lead your fucking targets, guys. Bottom line, lead your targets when you're playing with a Hanzo. I'm sorry. Just because you were aiming at somebody and they turned to the left, and then you shot... Well, let's say you shot, and as the arrow travel, and they turn left, that doesn't mean you should get the hit. Right. I'm that's, sorry, it that's doesn't. That's you're a bad archer. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> you should get the hit. You know? Right. I just, I think they do need to reduce the hitbox. I'm not wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying, but there's, there's a, there's other things that bug me about Anzo, but other than the hitbox, but I'm afraid to take anything away from him. You're afraid to take just because because a Widowmaker. No, I'm sorry. It's just uh, <laughs> I, I I I want it to be more fair and balanced. You want to make the hitbox a little bigger to compensate. I get it, but they should not be able to hit somebody. They should reduce the hitbox. I will not disagree with that. Yeah, they they should they should do that 100. The arrow you're you're shooting with an arrow, not a fucking like rocket. Or some kind of fucking like arrow with like a punching bat, a, like a boxing glove at the end of it, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's I. My only fear is like when they do nerf it and when they do fix it, it's just gonna mean more Widowmakers. I just this is funny because like this actually the guy who I was talking about. I'm just gonna say his name now. Shadowbane Twelve. He is getting so angry about this. This is what he said to me. I think it was the last thing he said to me. There is no excuse for so how someone could be so dumb as you and still even contemplate how to dress themselves every day. Life is full of surprises. Why are you so angry? Uh, trolls being <laughs> trolls. He's just some person on the internet who doesn't matter. So whatever. Yeah, like I, I don't understand. Like, it, he's not like hurting my feelings, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's funny. Like I think when people get mad about something, like that is actually kind of makes me chuckle a little bit yeah. but um yeah I, I think hanzo and blizzard of course not saying anything about it not saying anything yeah. about it so we'll see um let's move on to another point that i want to make and this is very important because actually this came up in this hanzo conversation um mm -hmm. overwatch has no tears they have no character tears okay? right and i think we need it needs to be said and it needs to be understood that Overwatch has no character tiers. If you read a tier list, it's wrong. 
if you are picking your characters based off of a tier list, you are wrong. There are no tier lists in Overwatch, and it's very important that you realize that because the only thing these tier lists are going to do are cause people to pick characters because they think that they're powerful, and then it's going to fuck up team compositions, or people and won't. And then you're going to get, yeah. They're going to get destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, the people won't switch because, well, these mm-hmm. are the only characters that are worth playing. Right, and then they get countered, and they're like, I don't know why I lost. Yeah, like, it's, it's not helping anybody using tier lists. Ca- a, a character's effectiveness is affected by so much stuff. Your team composition, your enemy team composition, the current the map, map you're that on. you're on, are you on attack, are you on defense, and then on top of that, personal skill. You know, that, that, though all that goes into how effective you know, a character is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, uh, and we're going to talk about this a little later about Zenyatta. Zenyatta is, pro- is ranked, like, low tier in almost every list because a lot of people die with him. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, a lot of people do die with Zenyatta. But the thing about Zenyatta is that if you are on a team that has a lot of self-healing, Zenyatta fucking rocks. Like Zen- Yeah, he can bust tanks. Yeah, like, Zen- like- <laughs> yes, he can. Like, Zenyatta... Uh, he can help you heal faster. Like, if you're a Soldier 76 or a Roadhog or a May, something like that, it'll help you heal faster, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, like, you know, if a Roadhog is coming in or a tank's coming in, Zenyatta puts the Orb of Discord in him, that tank is dead in four or five hits. Zenyatta has... His ammo count is 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Zenyatta can kill multiple tanks before he runs out of ammo. Right. You know, so it really all depends on on your team composition and who you're picking. Like, stop, please. If you listen to this podcast, I implore you, do not use tier lists to determine what characters you want to use. I mean, if anything, uh, you know, if you have a certain play style, you know, then pick characters that fit your play style and excel at that. If you're only going to stick, stick with certain characters, but go ahead, Mike. Just they just need like like he said it before. Pick your pick your characters based off the people you're with, the team comp you see, or you know what, or you know whatever, um, and what you want to play. Like, don't be like, well, I have to play Mercy because she's the fucking whatever healer, and that's what we need. Even though you have a bunch of self healers, you know whatever. Right. Right. It's just it's just be be smart about shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just think. Instead of tier lists, we might need to come up with a counter list. Like this the like these characters are countered by these characters. I th- I swear there's already like imagers of this, but I, I have to go and look at them and have to agree with them. I saw not, that but... Blizzard was posting these cards that showed which characters worked well with other characters, but I didn't see them uh-huh. talk about the counters. Right, cuz they probably don't want to give that away. Right. Listen, all these websites doing these tier lists, stop doing that and start making counter lists. Yeah. That's what say why this say why this hero does well against this hero and why. Exactly. Right. That's that's what needs to happen. Okay? Uh so please stop using tier lists. That that's all I have to say about that 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 segment. There there are no tiers in Overwatch. Alright. Right. I agree. Except the salty tears you have after I beat you. That's all. And and Widowmaker OP. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, 
Uh, on to the next point, there are some rumors floating around about the next DLC characters, uh, one named Sombra and one named Lau. Now, Lau, I think, was data-mined. Like, so he was in some Overwatch-like material that somebody found. But nobody really knows much about him besides that he's related to May. But we're going to be getting a new character. We don't even know what class he is. Sombra is a different story. Uh, the rumors are a bit more, uh, there's more to her rumors uh, she is a support sniper, so she's going to be in support class. She has a high-powered rifle, though. So I'm not exactly sure what that means uh, for Widowmaker. You know, how are you going to separate her from Widow? You know? Uh, I don't know. That's... <sighs> I mean, I, maybe if, she's, if she can give distance buffs and nerfs, maybe. But then she's Zenyatta. <sighs> But yeah, like you can't. That's like, or maybe, or maybe her, like her, her nerfs are different. Like instead of being a damage nerf, it's like a, like the enemy's damage is less, or the enemy moves slower. Maybe she dots. Maybe, maybe she paints. Maybe she targets. applies like long range poison. Yeah, damage over time is a possibility. I'm still waiting for a dot hero. I'm waiting for a stealth hero and a dot hero. Mm. Like, those are the two main things that I see in the list of heroes that I'm just like, there's kind of like a vacancy here for that. Right. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know much about what she's going to do, but she is a support sniper. There are some screenshots floating around of her, or somebody looking at her on a screen. <laughs> you know, there are screenshots of right. that. Um, I do have a prediction, though, and I wonder if I'm going to be right about this. Uh, we do know that Sombra is aligned with Reaper because Reaper does have a voice line in the game where he says, where's Sombra when I need her? That's what he says. So Sombra is aligned with Reaper. I think that Sombra is Farrah's mother. Because if you look at the Overwatch videos um, or the stills of the Overwatch videos, Farrah's mom mm -hmm. is in those videos a lot. And actually a lot of people thought that Farrah's mom was actually Widowmaker uh, because she ca she has a she has a sniper rifle. Well, Widowmaker, <laughs> as we know, was a totally different woman. Uh, and something that apparently happened to Farrah's mother. Nobody, you know, it hasn't really been brought up in the lore what exactly happened to her yet. But I think that I mean this would be be I think a great story if Sombra was you know sided with Reaper, you know, and that Sombra was actually another mother. ex another ex overwatch agent going rogue yes i mean it would make sense it's hard to believe reaper would be the only one working for talon that's ex overwatch exactly you know and maybe this will bring some light to why they are working for talon too because we don't know maybe we don't know why they're working for talon but i do believe that sombra is is uh she i think she's farah's mother if it is you heard it here first folks I have not heard that anywhere that Sombra might be Farrah's mother. I mean, Mikey, have you heard that? No. I mean, I just hear that people are saying probably Farrah's mom's going to be in the game soon, but no confirmation that it's going to be Sombra. Right. I said it first. So, okay. Sure. Sure? Like, what? You don't see you're hurting my feelings right I, now, man. I mean, I didn't look through all the forums on the internet to make sure no Why one not? said it I first. I told you to prepare for the podcast. That means going through okay, everything. Okay, let me just download the internet to my brain real quick. <laughs> just do that real quick. Uh, but uh, speaking of lore, let's just go over the lore content that came out in the last two weeks. Not much. There mm -hmm. was a Torb comic, which 
Once again, eh. yeah, it was eh. It did show one of, like, was Sven, yeah. uh, which, you know, he, Torb knows him. I guess he's another engineer, kind of like Torb. Uh, yeah, he might have taught, Torb might have taught him every, taught him some things, and they might have worked together or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if we, if we see a second, Sven as a second engineer, maybe. He has a, that would be. Different kind of builder. Yeah, different type of builder. Maybe a support engineer where you can actually put something on somebody. Yeah, maybe, or it's an offensive engineer. You know what we need? Well, we don't need it, but we cool to have in Overwatch to a degree. An engineer that's kind of like Abathur in Heroes of the Storm. Like, you know, somebody who just sits in the base and does things to the map to help control it. Uh, no, please, God, no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like that idea? I hate that hero so much. <laughs> it's just... I hate that. No. Please, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> hate. I would say he said he can send out like a drones to do his bidding. Yeah, I get it. But then, like, how do you get an elimination count on him? Well, you, that's how not, do it you wouldn't, factor be, it wouldn't in... be about killing him. It would be about destroying his drones. Well, then, how would his drones would be on a long ass cooldown? Yes, they would have to be on a long ass <laughs> cooldown. Like, and how does he control them when he's not. Like watching himself in base, I don't, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, in base, like he wouldn't have to move. That's the thing. Like, he, who's nobody's getting into the base? Well, no. But what happens when he's got like one drone out, and then it's time to summon another drone, and then you've got controlling I'm two drones? I'm pretty sure we can. You can't, you can't just have the whole character be one drone. Well, no. Like he has two drones, and you shift the switch back and forth. Well, then what happens to the other one while you're not controlling it? It stays still. So it's just floating there, just being like, hey, cool, mm-hmm. hey, guys, yep. what's up? What, like, what if one's like a scouting drone, and the other one is, uh, has, is able to interact with the map in some way? What if, what if it's like the Borderlands 2 robot guy, or Borderlands the pre-sequel robot guy, where his ultimate is he summons out two flying drones, one that shields allies, and one that shoots out and searches other enemies. And then his passive, his other abilities could be like, like he'd have a machine. I'm thinking of like offensive tank here or offensive type. And then like, maybe like he's got like, I don't know. He's he, I'm trying to think what an engineer would have on the offense where it's not like plant it here. And then it's stuck there forever. Right. (sighs) So I don't know. I think that'd be cool. I have an I have an ultimate in mind, but I don't know like what his other utilities would be. Per se, mm. I don't know. No, that's that. I mean, it would be interesting. Oh, what if it's a temporary? What if he summons one temporarily to do damage and then one temporarily to shield? That would be that. And then his ultimate is summon both at the same time and wreck shop. Okay, that would probably be pretty cool. I don't know. Blizzard, that's free. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, you know, you do get to meet uh, this person in Torbjorn's past. Uh, Torbjorn is basically, there's an Omnic robot that's tearing through a city. And uh, I guess it's, this comic was really trying to show two different points of view. Torb was trying to stop the Omnic robot. He gets inside of it because he actually he knows about the robot because he's he helped build it in mm-hmm. the first place. Originally, he helped build it to help build skyscrapers, but they fit it. You know, uh, during the war, people fitted it with uh, weapons. Yeah. Before the war, people fitted it with weapons and became a war machine. 
but uh, he's trying to stop this robot from turning the city apart, but then when he gets to Sven, uh, who's basically already completed his mission at that point, he's already destroyed the city, he's like, this place is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? A dictatorship. Yeah. I, I'm helping the rest of the world by destroying this place. You know? Yeah, So it's yeah. trying to show two sides of the story. Right. You know? So I thought it was interesting. Definitely not on one of the better ones. The comics have just been lackluster. I really, I really was expecting more for the comics, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked Roadhogs, I liked Symmetra's, I liked Reinhardt's, to a point. Ferris was pretty good, I thought. Ferris was pretty all right, but like right. McCree's, Torbjorn's. Yeah, I don't know. They're like they're like okay. But like I just want more. I just want more videos. Just, can I get another video, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I know they're done with season 1, but like season 2 videos, I'm like already like wanting more of and I I read an article, I think GameSpot posted it where they said like Roadhog is going to be one of the videos in season two and i'm like how are you gonna get roadhog to be interesting in a video like he doesn't fucking talk like ever unless you're actually in game like in the comics he doesn't talk at all so i don't know yep i'm curious i mean i thought i like the video so far at least it'll be funny you know the roadhog video is gonna be funny yeah at the very least yeah it'll be tongue-in-cheek that's for sure yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, the other piece of lore that came out was it's kind of like a news article. It, it came out, I think I'm pretty sure it came out the day uh, the game came out. Uh, yeah, Atlas News. It's just, a, it's a news article talking about the uh, Overwatch cinematic where Widowmaker and Reaper attacked the museum for Doomfist's mm-hmm. uh, uh, for Doomfist's, I guess, Doomfist? Yeah. <laughs> for his glove. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's saying, hey, like, you know, uh, it, it's it's kind of like an article you read in a, in a regular newspaper saying, you know, Overwatch has been dark, but this happened the other day, and then it also goes into the history of Overwatch, like why they were shut down, yeah, um, you know, <clears throat> Black Watch coming to light, mm-hmm. the explosion at the uh, Overwatch facility when uh, Reaper or when Reyes and um, Soldier Seventy Six, uh, what's his Morrison? There we go. When Morrison was fighting. And then, uh, you know, talk about some of the new heroes, like, you know, like D.Va was not in Overwatch, Lucio wasn't in Overwatch, you know, stuff like that, uh, and, and talked about them. It's basically kind of just, I guess, welcoming people to the world, but didn't give us much information about the lore. I think Blizzard really needs to realize that people are hungry for lore content. You know, people are hungry for lore content, and I think it will be in their best interest to give it to them, you know? I just think they don't want to give too much too fast. Maybe I just think they didn't have they didn't think that that through that much to be honest. With right, you. I think they've gotten to this point, and like I think the maybe in the past six months they've been probably trying to see like where can we go from here now? Because now the problem is like in the game you have people teaming up that wouldn't team up in the lore at all, and so now they kind of have to tell a story that doesn't really flow with the gameplay of overwatch but still can tell the story of what's going on in the world of overwatch you know what i mean so 
it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. Yeah, I am. I, I'm curious, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've just been looking for more lore. We haven't been getting it in, in a little. I think everyone just like they just want their fix. Like everyone's just like addicted, and it's just like they want more. But I think they're just too scared to do too much and then get pigeonholed into this is a story arc now and fuck we didn't really want to go down this route we didn't plan this through so right. yeah i gotcha uh, it makes sense I, I do hope that they uh decide to to, to push forward with it yeah you know? uh but i think i think they, they know that people really really want more lore content and maybe they'll start focusing on it now especially with season two coming in Right. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to our last section here. This is how we know this podcast has been longer than normal. Uh, there was just so much shit to talk about. There's shit that we left out. Yeah. <laughs> that we could have talked about. Right. Um, but we have a new section we're going to be doing every podcast, or or at least every regular podcast. Like if it's a 10.5 podcast, like a special edition, there's a different story. We may not do it. Uh, but we will in every uh, numbered podcast. We are starting something called, for now, I couldn't think of anything snazzy. I'm just going to call it WPR Tips. Uh, so I got it. Oh, the, watcher training. Come on. Watcher training. Uh, why, well. Training grounds. <laughs> come on. Like, we'll come up with something. Oh, w- okay. We'll work on it. Really glad, Mike, you decided to pipe up now and not you before. You never asked. <laughs> you were just like, hey, you should have just known. You should have known, Mike. I'm not Nick. I will <laughs> never be Nick, where I can just come up with names for shit out of thin air and it'd just be awesome. You're right. Nick can come up with names out of thin air. It's actually, I'm not sure. I, I have to record him one day doing that shit because it's amazing. It's like, you just say, like, man, I don't know what this topic's going to be. He's just like this. And I'm like, what the f- I've been racking my brain on this. And you just come out with that out of your ass. Like, what the fuck, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so WPR tips for this episode. We'll come up with something for the next episode. Um, the reason we did is because we got an email from a listener, and he brought up some good points. Long story short, we have been assholes. To yeah, you guys. we have we have been assholes to you guys. We have been taking out our frustrations on newer players, and it really hasn't been fair. We've definitely been overly generalizing uh, a lot. You know, we're not really separating between the new players who know what they're doing. And sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, there are bad players out there and like people who refuse to switch characters or try something new. Uh, but, as a, you know, instead of trying to pull people down or make people feel unwanted, because that's not what we want. We don't want you to feel unwanted at all. Uh, we decided that it would be... We could take that negative energy and turn it into something positive. We could take that negative energy and actually help out and show people how to play the game. Now, what, what, what we're doing here, I, we're not going to be going over pro strats. That's not what this podcast is about. Right. This podcast is not about eSports. Okay? Yeah. You know, if you're already playing with a six-man team all the time, you probably have your own strats that you're doing and that may or may not be working for you. And You may or may not be able to take something from these tips we're going to give you here. Uh, if you can, that's great. But our focus here is on making the average player better. Um, those guys who are going in by themselves, who are going solo, or who are going in uh, you know, with a team of two, a team of three, and then you can spread the knowledge and help out. That's what the goal here is. We want as many people to play as possible, but we also want as many people to be good 
as possible, you know. Um, me and Bond have talked, well, actually, we've all talked about before, having to be in a position where you're the only person switching characters. And that sometimes that's not just from being stubborn. Sometimes that is from be, be, it being that this is the only character you know how to play. You just don't feel confident playing with other players. And what we want to try to do, I mean, we can't guarantee that we're going to make you confident with other, play, other characters, but we want to try. Right. All right. And tonight we are going to start with something simple, I think, which is choosing the right support. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a twofold conversation because, uh, you know, supports sometimes are only as good as the team they're supporting. You know, so sometimes. we can all sometimes. So we can also kind of go into um, uh, supporting your support a little bit as well. But the the goal, the focus here is choosing the right support for the right situation. Right now, there are four support characters. You got Mercy, you got some um, Lucio, you have Zenyatta, and you have Symmetra. And I always thought, actually, who uh, you know, in that order that I just mentioned them in. That basically was relevance of healing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, to it to a degree. Symmetra is almost a defender. Yeah, we we'll talk about that a little bit, but um, you know, depending on what your situation is, you're gonna want to choose your healer. You don't always want to choose Mercy. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mercy is a great pick. Yeah, in in most situations, she's on. Al- yeah, she's almost never something bad to pick up. Yes, uh, but. At the same time, you may be more effective using a different support than Mercy because you you know like Mercy is your top healer. She, like heals per second, it's going to be Mercy. She pumps life into people, and she can keep a lot of people alive just by mm-hmm. healing them. And she can uh, help with she can help um, fix mistakes a lot easier than other supports can. Like right. if a team slips up, she can kind of save them a little bit easier than most can. Yeah, Mercy is very quick to move around uh, between characters or between people she needs to heal, and when she gets on them to heal them, she heals them very quickly. Not to mention, she has great utility when she's not healing because she can buff people. So, you know, once everybody's all healed up, you can get behind the person who's going to be doing your DPS and buff them with damage. How many times have you seen a Soldier 76 glowing blue? I highly suggest you don't get hit by that Soldier 76. Yeah, you know? especially his tri rockets. Jesus Christ. Yes, or a Widowmaker. I've seen lots of, of buffs for Widowmaker, which will hurt your feelings. Because <laughs> 100% damage isn't enough. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it definitely. Uh, Body shot kills all day. Um, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Uh, but, yeah, like how, uh, with Mercy, like, she's a great all around healer. And I think, well, Mike, you play Mercy the most, but I think Mercy is great for situations mm-hmm. where you need a lot of healing. Yeah, like, I mean, if, you need oh, you need a lot of direct healing. Like if you see people getting pummeled by mm-hmm. like you know junk rat or yes. a lot of DPS, yes. that's when you that's when you want Mercy. Yeah, if you if you're going up against a lot of like random damage, like you're just seeing people get hit with random damage left and right, like I feel like Mercy's really good at like fixing that but the problem is like you're not going to do much more than just do healing and revives like very rarely should you ever be popping out your pistol and be going to town you should only be doing that as your safety and maybe if the enemy just isn't fucking paying attention to you whatsoever 
And even then, you probably should still be healing or buffing somebody else. Um, the pro- <laughs> It's just very... The only problem with Mercy is if you get caught, you're caught. Unless, like, you have an ally to fly to. And even then, I could say, depending who you're caught by, you're still probably fucking dead. If you need a bit more elusive, evasive maneuverability to get away from situations like that, but still be able to heal up a party, I would go Lucio. Yes. Like, Lucio, in areas where uh, it's open, because Mm -hmm. in order for Lucio to heal, right? Yeah. People have to see you. You have to see them. It's line of sight healing. Right. And if you need to, if you're in air, like, I, I think Lucio is great for the King of the Hill maps. Yeah, no, where easy. Everybody's right? in the same area. King of the Hill is Lucio's domain. Like, that is, that is the maps where he reigns supreme. Not only just because of that, but because of how many knockoff points there are. It screams, please alt fire and push these people off a map. Um, Lu- Lucio's also good, though, at just, like, making ults useless. With his ult. Like, there is there is a great feeling in just, like, justice reigns from above and then dropping the beat and saying, what? <laughs> like, he can... Whereas Mercy is very reactive. Like, I feel like Mercy can fix issues that happen. Lucio can just prevent the issues from ever happening, period. Like, right. he can just be like, no, we're out of here. Run. Let's go. Or, hey, everyone's kind of low pump it up let's everyone's fine again yeah and he can also pump out some damage that gun that gun is very if you know how to use that thing it can it can do some stuff well yeah he does that and i think like with his healing like because he's constantly healing no matter mm-hmm. what uh as long as he has you know that on crossfade he's hard to kill too yes so I'm gonna, that's why i was gonna get into that but you know he has that crossfade uh to for healing He's constantly healing, so a lot of your teammates will already have high health. And right. when you see a teammate finally going down, like when I see somebody get down to like half health, that's when I will do, you know, the pump up the jam, whatever right. I think of what it's actually called. Right. <laughs> but uh, that's when I'll do that and I'll get them back up. But it helps everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the healing is not as effective as mercy, uh, but at the same time, the trade off is that everybody's being healed at the same time. Uh, everybody's going to have high health most of the time. Right. Everybody's getting health regeneration, the, and that's the strong suit. The only problem with that is, is if your team is comprised of a bunch of runners, like if you have Tracers and Genjis and Farahs, you might not be getting those heals off to them as much because they're going to be off doing their own thing elsewhere, running around. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's when you don't necessarily want to pick a Lucio because if you're not healing anybody, right? If you're just healing one, if you're sitting behind a tank and that's it, like you might as well just be playing Mercy. Exactly. Now you brought up a great point because Lucio was really tough to kill. Um, this is why I think Lucio is great for uh, payload maps. Yes. I had a Lucio the other day, who he had crossfade on heal, and all he did was skate back and forth along, you know, on the the payload. 
Mm-hmm. I had to tell my team several times, focus the Lucio. Like, mm-hmm. they're out there trying to push forward, and they're forgetting that I mean, there's a Lucio on the point. Now, I'm sitting there as Zarya. I'm trying my best to keep, uh, you know, to mm-hmm. keep tabs on him, but it's just difficult to do as Zarya. No, it is. And then, like, if he's in trouble, he just switches. And then he – it's really hard to, like, hit him already – but, like, when he goes in the speed mode, like, yeah, it stops the healing for the allies, but it gets him out of trouble really quickly. Um, also, it, like you said, he, you said your Lucio was sitting on the payload, riding just back and forth in heal mode, right? Yeah. Well, if your allies are on the payload, plus Lucio's on the payload, the payload's healing you, too, and Lucio's healing you. Well, there's that, but he, this is an enemy Lucio, so he's healing his right. teammates while they're fighting us yeah. around the payload. Right. Plus, the payload's not moving. Then on top of that, he's he was so hard to kill mm-hmm. on the payload that his enemies had time to come to back. Run back. Yeah, that happens yeah. so many times because you'll see them skating around and no one can grab him or get a hold on him because he's too slippery. And then his friends are right back and he's contested that payload. Yes. That is a, a great time to pick Lucio. I mean, like if you don't need direct healing like that, and you, if you're gonna if you can afford not to directly heal, man, Lucio makes a great pick because he can do stuff like that. I had a Lucio that constantly skated around that uh, the statue in King's Watch, around in circles. He would skate ar- around that statue. Everybody in the area was getting healed because of that. They were constantly getting healed because he was doing that. It was actually a pretty good strat until I plucked him off his Widowmaker and I got tired of it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? Widowmaker. Yeah. Everybody, widow. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but Lucio, he, he's a he's a great pick when you don't need direct heals. To be honest with you, and you're right. His, his the gun does a lot. Does do a good amount of damage. Uh, I've gotten lots of emulation, uh, eliminations from him. He is uh, really almost a necessity on maps where you can knock people off. Yeah, like, you know, and a lot yeah. of King of the Hill maps have that stuff. I have the most people I've knocked off at one time was four. I've not, I had a I had a team of four come up on the side of Night Market, and when they got there to turn the corner, boop! I watched the, four of them off. I watched a video on Lijong Tower. There were people like four people were coming across the bridge. Yeah. Like, and then you know, there's like nothing on the on on the left side of the bridge or whatever. It's just like death pit or whatever. Yeah. He he was gr- Lucio grinded on the wall that goes next to the bridge, and he just pops it and pushes all four people off the bridge. Yeah. It was so sick. Yeah. And you want to talk about like a character that like easy to learn, hard to master, like that you want to that you'll you'll sink a lot of time into. Like Lucio, you can sink a lot of time into Lucio to get good at Lucio because just because of the wall, the wall, the wall sliding tricks you can pull off. Yes, because yes. you can you can do some crazy things with that with that wall slide skill. Right. And I think Lucio definitely has more survivability and mercy. Yeah. For sure. Now, let's move on to Zenyatta. Zenyatta, unfortunately, he's been he's becoming less and less viable every day, it feels like. They nerfed him for no reason, and they stuck with the nerf, and I will never understand the reasoning behind it, because people are barely picking him. But he still has... He still has his uses, Especially in a team that doesn't require a lot of healing, direct healing, I should say, like, or I should say, a team that has a lot of self healing. Like mm-hmm. if you have a team that has like a Soldier Seventy Six, a May, a mm-hmm. Roadhog, a Reaper, 
you know, people who can heal themselves do in certain circumstances. I think Zenyatta is not a terrible pick there. Yeah. When they already have good survivability, Zenyatta's a good pick because you can, you know, help them stay alive with your orb. Mm-hmm. You know, swapping the orb from person to person. But on top of that, Zenyatta is a glass cannon. Yes, he does die. Zenyatta can and he die. he has no escape. And he has no escape. Like, he has low health. He's easy to kill to a degree. Uh, especially with um, Hanzo and Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. And then if a diva just rolls up on you, you will die. Yeah. Uh, if anybody rolls up on you as... as You're probably going to die. Exactly. You need and to stay. You need right. to stay back. That's why you got to stay back as uh, Zenyatta. But mm-hmm. Zenyatta is a glass cannon. He is a glass cannon. Without putting the Orb of Discord on somebody, he is powerful. Okay? I mean, you're going to kill a Tracer in two, three hits. Easy. Like, he is very, very powerful. You put the Orb of Discord on somebody, you're talking, like, for a regular character, one, two hits. Um, unless it's May, it's going to be three, because she has 250, Reaper has 250. You put it on a tank, five hits, tank is down. Yeah, you, know, you, you can I, even do your charge shot if you wanted to. Yes, actually, your charge shot will take a Bastion down, uh, regardless of whether you have... Easy. Yeah, regardless right. of whether you have Discord or at like, all. I, I definitely, if there's a Bastion and no one's taking, and no one just seems to be getting it, I'll I'll easily just go, and I'm having to play healer, I'll go Zenyatta, Discord Orb, wait for it, charge shot, bam, gone, dead Bastion. Yes, absolutely. He is definitely a counter to Bastion. If you can if you can hit Bastion without being seen, because if Bastion sniffs at you, you'll die. Well, that's true. I mean, you have to have some kind of protection, or you have to be stealthy about it, but that can go for just about any hero. Like right. If Bastion it, sees you, you're dead. And in, in a lot of cases, you know, if you come around the corner charged with your charge shot, and you let it go by the time Bastion turns, your charge shot will have hit Bastion, and, you know, he may hit you a few, like, once or twice, um, but, you know, you, it's usually just enough to keep you alive. Right. But Zenyatta, the time to choose Zenyatta is when your team has survivability already. They have self-heals. Uh, or somebody else has some type of heal that can help out. Like, you know, like a Soldier 76. If you're playing together. That's the thing. That, that requires a little teamwork. A Soldier 76 to share his heals. Uh, that's not necessarily something you see all the time. Uh, but Zenyatta is viable in those situations, but it does feel like it's just less and less every day. Like, I, I Zenyatta was my favorite character in beta before the oh, nerf. I wish they would extend the range on his ultimate a little bit, like increase the radius, right? Or the circumference of it or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't seem like it's long enough. I feel like I have to be hugging him sometimes. It's pretty um, large. It's a, I would say it is pretty large. Um, you know, when you are Zenyatta, you can see the radius a lot easier. Like, yeah, know, but like as an ally that's trying to like stay in it and attack at the same time, it it can get kind of. Yeah, I know there's a, a reticle on the ground that you can see. Yeah, it's but just who's looking so, at the ground? <laughs> yeah, like I'm not looking at the fucking. It's ground. easier as a Yana because you go out the third person. Right. So it's easier to see. Right. It's just harder to like. I think it's hard for Zenyatta to ult and then be like, I'm sticking with this person or I'm sticking with this person or I'm sticking with this group of people or, you know, yeah. whatever. Cause like people tend not to see what's on the ground. They, they just see a glowing robot and they want to hang around it, but they don't really know how close they need to hang around it. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. I also feel like I've had Junkrat tire blow me up too often when Zenyatta ult goes off and it's just annoying. Cause like Zenyatta's Zenyatta's 
cannot be killed while that's going on at all. But everybody else is just getting super fast healing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm, I've seen that ult be used properly and improperly a lot lately. And I think that's just because people aren't used to it yet. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I, I have faith, uh, hope for Zenyatta in the future. I think they, go, he, they have to buff him. Because I know he's getting he's uh, his his being played right now is low. His his play is low. Yeah, and his win rate's low. I'm his sure. His win rate's low, and um, I think uh, well, I mean, like uh, whose win rate was low and they tried to buff it. I can't remember. I, I have to maybe I'll pull up for the next podcast. But when they see stuff like that, they'll check it out. Now the last support is Symmetra, which we think first of all Symmetra really should be defense. But the reason she support is for the following: one, she gives shields. Two, she has a teleporter, which is definitely clutch. I will say the, that the teleporter wins so can win a game, yeah, so easily just because it kills that walk distance. But if you place it wrong, you've just fucked yourself because you've wasted that slot. Because Symmetra's really her her main bring to the team is that teleporter. In my right. opinion. I mean, the turrets are nice. Don't get me wrong. The turrets are good, but they, they're they easily squashed. Like well, he, they're... He, Here's the thing about this, the teleporters. Um, first of all, if you want to get a kill with them, they need to be clustered. Kind of close together. Not clustered together, but they need to be set up in a way where they're all hitting the same target. Right. That's how the, that's how the teleporter... Not the teleporter, but the... the um, turrets. Turret, sentry turrets really work. Um, the thing about some uh, those turrets too, you need to place them in places where the enemy has to walk into them before they realize they're there. They're very easy to see because they they have a red uh, outline on them, so you know you'll notice them almost immediately when you see it, and they'll ju- you'll just blow it up. So you need to place them in places like behind walls mm-hmm. or up on top of doorways after somebody walks in and person gets hit. Yeah. The, the sentry turrets, for those who don't know, and we did cover this in one of the special editions before we actually started the podcast. The sentry turrets slow people down. Then not only do they slow people down, they do more damage over time. So it's a twofer. Like the longer you're being hit by a sentry, the worse it gets for you. It's just like right. Symmetra's regular gun. Uh, mm-hmm. The longer it's on you, the worse it is for you. The the more mm-hmm. damage it's going to do. Uh, I, one of my favorite things to do is to team Symmetra up with a Roadhog on a choke point. Yeah, and have the Roadhog pulling people into the Sentry turrets. They mm-hmm. almost never get away because well, they get pulled in by Roadhog and get hit by Roadhog. Even if they survive that, they're going to get hit. They're going to get killed by Sentry turrets. And if they're trying to run away, they're slowed down. Right. I mean, typically a Roadhog is going to kill on the pull anyway, unless it's a high health target. Like right. a like a tank. Mm-hmm. Typically, a roadhog should be killing a two hundred to two hundred fifty hero after a pull. Like if he has not killed off that one pull, it's kind of a failed pull. Well, not opinion. even like the thing about the pulls. There's something up with the pulls. Sometimes you get pulls to the left. Sometimes you get pulls to the right. Sometimes the, sometimes when you shoot somebody, it just goes around them. Right. So. It the pulls have been really interesting with roadhog. They're not as consistent, I feel, as they were in the beta. Um. That being said, yeah, the the Symmetra plus Roadhog combo is nasty. It can be really nasty. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what Symmetra got. A, Symmetra, I think playing with Symmetra has a lot to do with the map that you're on. First of all, Symmetra, like half of Symmetra's kit, is useless on offense. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, if you're picking Symmetra on offense, 
the only thing that's really viable is the teleporter. The sentries really aren't unless you want to stop people from coming to your backline. If you're having a problem with people making it to your backline, that, the, the, okay, the sentry turrets might be good, but for the most part, Symmetra is almost useless on offense except for her teleporter. But then yeah. it's like playing a man down because you have the teleporter, but now you have somebody who can only who's only viable really up close. Her right. her secondary fire, which is powerful, by the way, mm-hmm. um, if you manage to hit somebody, that's great, but you're talking about a stationary Reinhardt. It's it's a guess. Like you yeah. throw it out there thinking like this is you're basically de- it's a denial of space. Like you're basically saying, I'm throwing this here to deny you being there right now. Yeah, pretty much. You just throw it out there, and that that's helpful. But like, I, I know she's not. She's definitely. I do and, say. And don't pe- get me wrong. I know people are gonna be like, "Wow, I use Metro on offense, and she's great." That's uh, fine. That's fine. I mean, the, 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 it, she can be useful in some situations, but in most, I'm telling you, in most situations, she is not useful on offense. On defense, it's a different story. Yeah, defense, she's queen. But yeah. like, she's. I also think people underestimate her damage a lot. Like, yeah. people don't play aggressive enough with Symmetra. Like, I see way too many, like, passive... Sim- like, it's fine to sit behind and shoot your alt fire, deny space, and all that. But if you see, like, a tracer dashing near you, don't be afraid to go over there and just be like, I'm cooking you right now. Because that's going to make her panic. It's yes. going to make her try to dash away. She doesn't really dash that far. So if you know where she's dashing, you can get to her quick enough to cook her some more. So, and that damage to these low targets like Genji's and, you know, she's great against Genji. Let me tell you how many times I've won v one Genji's because they're just going to, they try to reflect and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. sorry. Sorry, you can't reflect this beam. I don't know what you're going to do about it. Um, So don't be, don't feel like just because you're being attacked, you're defenseless. I see that a lot. I see a lot of symmetries like, oh, I'm being attacked. Run away. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be afraid to stand your ground Fire and be back. like, no, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna roast you alive with this gun because yeah. all you have to do is hold the trigger, run around them, circle around, make it hard, jump around, do what you want. I've it. It is so nice to cook a diva. Like I've literally just like done it to do. I know it's dangerous to be near diva. Once you get good at it, though, like you can like you can outrun Diva's like bullets. You just have to be paying attention to the direction she's kind of going. Yeah. So, it, it, don't be scared to defend yourself. Is basically what I'm saying. Absolutely. You're not Mercy. You have and, ways to defend yourself. And Symmetra's actually a Symmetra is a better counter to Tracer than fucking May is. Even though they buffed May specifically so that she could be a, tra- a counter to Tracer. Which I find hilarious because I I've killed more tracers with Symmetra than tracers have killed me as Symmetra. Right. Well, with playing Symmetra, it has a lot to do with the map that you're on. If right. you have maps with choke points or maps where you can hide the turrets uh, in in rooms and people have to kind of come into it, and on top of that, if you can even better, if you could put it into a place where you can be in there, and when mm-hmm. they come in, now they're being roasted by the turrets, and you're in there. Forget mm-hmm. about it, man. That they're is dead. a that, that that is awesome. Like the yeah. hotel on King's Row, perfect mm-hmm. place for that. There's a, the saloon in Hollywood is a great place. I've cooked a lot of people in that room. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like there's a lot of spaces you can post up. Even you know what I've done? I've actually gotten sentries on the payload 
mm-hmm. and moving around the payload. As I'm moving around the payload, fighting them, the yeah. sentries are cooking them, and I'm cooking them. They're dying, and they just don't yeah. understand what's happening. So yeah, no, you do it. Symmetra's a great pick for that. One thing you should not pick Symmetra for, healing. <laughs> no, <laughs> because her, her shield, uh-huh. while it does come back, is only 25 health, okay? If you see a Symmetra, don't, well, if you, if, if you're here, if you like to play healer and you see a Symmetra, you're still viable to play healer. Yeah. Trust me. I've seen Double. definitely, I have seen like, a, somebody pick a Mercy, somebody else pick a Symmetra, the person who's the Mercy drops off. I, I don't do that. If you want to play Mercy, do it. Symmetra is not going to keep people alive. She's just there to deny space, help your team get back to the point quicker, and help your team kill targets as they come to the point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, she's a good pick, but only in certain circumstances. Kind of like her and Zenyatta are definitely circum- very circumstantial. Right. Um, Lucio... While, like we said, if you need if you need direct heals, Mercy's the, the the better. She's the the favorite. But Lucio is actually really good at leading a charge. Like yeah. if you, if you need to lead a charge, and he can get on top of like the payload and heal everybody while he's doing that. Right. And on top of that, the speed really helps because uh-huh. as Lucio, when you notice that everybody's healed up, just switch over to the speed, and now everybody's harder to hit. Right. That and like to push the cart in on the final moments. Dropping the beat and then just being like, go. Yes. And just, you can, you can just like wipe a team really quickly because you're still, you're barriered up. You have no problem. They have the problem because they're still, they've got to deal with their normal health. Right. And that's, I, I did forget to mention that about Lucio, about his ult, where, uh, his ult, where you can counter, um, a lot of other people's ultimates. Like, for example, like, um, Zarya's ult, when she gets you in that gravity well, you know, pop the alt, and now you'll you'll generally have too much health for her to kill you or anybody she, else to kill you. If she's by herself, yes. Well, even but, like, well, first of all, for Zarya to kill a full group of people in her in her gravity well, she has to have high energy. Okay? She does, she does. But the problem is, I see a lot of people firing at her when they're in her gravity well, and it's just like pop barrier. And then, oh, I do that all the time. I love it. See, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, that's one thing. Like when I before I pop, and I guess here's a little Zarya tip for uh, <laughs> for everybody. Before I pop my barrier, I, not before I pop my Zarya, I'll, I'll do a few things. One, I make sure my energy is at least at thirty to forty percent. That's the minimum. I say thirty to forty percent. Forty percent is minimum. But then I make sure I'm reloaded. My gun is reloaded. Okay, and then I make sure my barrier is ready. I get them in the group. I start shooting you know, uh, start shooting my secondary, which is the, the ball. And when you see them turn, because they're going to be disoriented at first, you see them turn and start shooting at you, pop your barrier, all of a sudden you're just that much more powerful and it makes mm-hmm. it easier to kill them. And if your allies are coming over, barrier them too. Barrier the healer or whoever's coming over. And like, I had a, I did this with a Reinhardt and we wiped a party because like, I got them all together and he just whacked on them with his hammer and I shot at them with yeah. the so just be careful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Drop the beat can still stop a lot of that damage and maybe save the high health people or maybe even the low health people. Yeah. But just, just you know, it, it can count. It's a great counter to a lot of ultimates. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Zenyatta's ult. Yeah. Know? Especially like uh, if you don't, if you have May's ult, because with May's ult, you may drop the beat in time, but she may freeze you in the middle of you dropping the beat when she's doing her ultimate. Mm-hmm. So with Zenyatta, 
right as he's slowing down, bam, you pop his ult one. Now he's completely invulnerable to mm-hmm. the freezing. Okay, mm-hmm. but second of all, as the rest of you are frozen, you're going to constantly be healed while they're doing damage. Yeah, to you. May's not going to be able to kill you at exactly. all during that. Exactly. So those two have really great alts to counter other people's alts. Um, but yeah, I hope this was helpful. I mean, I, th- I think we we we, uh, we covered. You know, I guess the the, the, the situations you want to use certain supports in. And, oh, also, go ahead. One more thing: don't be predictable with your teleporter placements. Especially oh, yeah. now. A lot of people are finding the common spots now, so now you're gonna have to be a little more crafty with your teleport placements. Yeah, I mean I was I was gonna I was thinking about doing another segment on Symmetra period. Uh but yeah, you know, while Mikey brings it up, you definitely wanna put the teleporter in places that are close to where you wanna be, but not just straight up out in the open. You know. And right. if you're gonna put it in the open, maybe somewhere defended, like you know, have some sentry turrets around it, or maybe like a Torb turret around it. If possible, yeah. uh, but um, I'm not giving my locations away right now because I have yeah. so I have some pretty sweet locations if I must say so myself. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. do. I, oh, okay. I rarely, rarely have teleporters destroyed. Rarely. I I'm finding people are finding all of the spots I used to use, so now I'm coming up with more craftier spots yeah. lately. Yeah, like my spots are a little bit farther away, but uh, they they yeah, it keeps people close enough. That they can they can use it and get in. So I I I do uh, I agree with Mikey there. You got to watch teleport placements. To the person who I let play Symmetra on console the other day, who put the teleporter in the middle of every hallway every time you had it, I'm not mad at you anymore. I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. I'm, I'm not mad at you anymore. Peace be with you, brother. <laughs> but uh that that happened. Hopefully he learned from his mistakes or she. Um but yeah, I think uh I think it covers it. I mean if you guys have any questions, um feel free to ask. You know, if you want us to expand on some things or you disagree, if you you, you may possibly disagree with what we've been saying here about the different supports, uh definitely feel free to um to let us know, say something. Um but I think that's really gonna bring us to the end of our podcast here, I guess while we're talking about contact information, we might as well uh, go over that first. So obviously, we you can reach us on uh, twitter.com slash MTB site. You can reach, reach us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, you can reach us on uh, the comment sections on, on mash those buttons.com or SoundCloud. Um, and you can also reach us at our email address, which is WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. Um, you can email that. You can also use the contact form on the website. There's lots of different ways that you can use to contact us. But uh, if you if you would, we do appreciate feedback, we uh, we appreciate support. We do take things that you guys say uh, very seriously. Um, unless you're being a troll, then never mind. But uh, we do take what, what you guys say seriously, and we love hearing your feedback. And we love to hear your questions. If you have questions or that, that you want answered, please contact us. If you uh, have just something you want to say, you know, want to bring something up, definitely contact us. Let us know. Uh, and all those contact options, we'll definitely make sure we put them in um, the show notes so you guys can reach us. Uh, but other than that, I also wanted to promote a new group on Facebook uh, that I'm part of, and some of the other guys um, and other podcasts are part of, but this one is essentially 
focused on Overwatch. It's called Overwatch Central for now. I do believe it's changing to Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, I believe it's changing to Heroes of Overwatch, the name of the page. Um, oh, it's, it's actually not a Facebook page. It's a Facebook group. It's more of a community uh, people talking back and forth, trying to get games with each other, tra- trading tips. So if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, like I said, the group's name right now is Overwatch Central. I believe it's changing the Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, watch us on Twitter because I will definitely uh, push that information out uh, on Twitter for you guys uh, as, a, as a confirmation. All right. Uh, now, on top of uh, Watchpoint Radio this week, we also have two other podcasts that came out this week. We had uh, Sit Rep Radio, which came out on Monday. And uh, this week on Sip Up Radio, they talk more about uh, the, the effects of the 1.2 update. They're talking about division delays. They're also talking about the division movie, apparently, that's coming out. So uh, you might want to check that out for your division player. Well, <laughs> on In Orbit, which is all, also came out on Monday, uh, that's our Destiny podcast. They were talking about Iron Banner. Uh, made some good points about how it's not as relevant as it used to be. They're talking more about I- Rise of Iron talking about you know what's going to be coming at E3 next week uh, with some Destiny announcements. We don't know if they're going to be announcing Destiny 2 and the expansion, or just the expansion may be teased for Destiny 2, or may not say anything about Destiny 2 at all. Uh, but we, yeah, we, they, they talked about that, so you're going to want to check that out as well. It came out, like I said, on Monday. Um, and like I said, you, you have us, which you just listened to, so congratulations. I don't have to tell you what this one was about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can uh, check those out on MatchlessButtons.com right now. Uh, next week, we're going to have a brand new WoW Talk, another Sit Rep Radio because they are a weekly podcast, and a new Double Tap, so you will definitely hear Mikey next week again. Yep. Yeah. You're also going to hear another Watchpoint Radio next week. I'm going to have uh, Waldy77 on again so we could talk more console-centric next week. Uh, I believe I'm going to put that on on Monday possibly Tuesday, but more than likely on Monday, you guys will be getting that, okay? So look out for that uh, next week. Uh, wow Talk, Double Tap, Watchpoint Radio, Sit Rep Radio, and this week, Sit Rep Radio, In Orbit, Watchpoint Radio. Uh, you can catch all of our podcasts on iTunes. We are on Google Play Music. We are on Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and SoundCloud. We also have an RSS feed uh, in case you want to just use whatever device or, you know, whatever you, you use for, uh, you know, RSS reading. Uh, besides Twitter and Facebook, you can catch us on YouTube.com slash Mash Those Buttons. Mikey, what's your Twitter? Twitter is at S-Y-M underscore K-E-Y. Yes, and I am underscore Ja underscore. And like I said, if you want to contact us, you can feel free to contact us at any of those places, including our personal Twitters. Uh, like I said, our, our email address is WPR at matchlessbuttons.com. And if you like the show and you want to help us out, the most we can really ask you to do is to uh, share the podcast. Share the podcast with people that you think uh, like Overwatch and Overwatch podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Um, and if you really want to help us, I mean, you can always rate us on iTunes. That helps. That never hurts. Unless you yeah. rate us one. If you're going to rate us one, don't do it. Pro- yeah, just 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 hold that to yourself. You just hold, hold that, that to yourself. One. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> we'll uh, make it up to you somehow. I promise. Yeah. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening. Um, 
Sorry, Bond couldn't be on this one, but he will be on the next one. Sorry for the long podcast. There was a lot of stuff we have to talk about. We're going to keep it back. We're going to try to get back to our hour next week. And then, of course, the next one after that. Yeah, I ramble a little too much. (laughs) That's okay. We had a good time. We hope you guys had a good time. We will catch you next time. The path is closed. See you next time. I like that one. like